2: everyone and welcome to the Gilcast. This on the Sports Grade Fantasy Football Podcast for the Roto Grinders daily fantasy football feed. We are sponsored by Underdog. Uh, Underdog, one of the only places that I did well today. It's all about that Kyler uh, Minnesota Arizona game action in the uh, the Battle Royale. You can deposit using the promo code GRID, get a free wager. And uh, also it's nice for the Sunday night tilt. I'm sitting here tilting, and I'm in. I'm in the pick'em contest. I'm, I'm on all the Patrick Mahomes and Chiefs overs, because guys, the people they get their favorite show. I lost. I late swapped and still lost, and both of you guys won. Uh, this is this is the people's favorite combination. So we're here. We did it. I didn't play Cooper Cup. I have gills. <laughs> But we but are, you did
3: play you did play four receivers and you managed to make none of them Cooper Cup, which is amazing impressive. in and of itself. Well done. It it's really impressive. We got to get we got to get to that at some point.
2: Yeah. So I mean it's it's hard to do the normal show uh, because my lineup is so different from what I entered at uh, at noon. I late I, I think late swapping off of five players has got to be the most that I have ever blade swapped um is that a direct
3: reflection on how bad your lineup actually
2: was yes so the 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 chalk team that uh that that easily cashed was dacker herbert at quarterback chris carson at running back Najee harris at running back and um four wide receivers and the four wide receivers were amari cooper CeeDee lamb jamar chase and cooper cup though Funnily enough, neither one of you guys played that exact team. Nate Nate got pretty close to it, but that was the chalk team. The 2v2 off of that team was Emmanuel Sanders and Keenan Allen over uh, Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup. That was what I opted for, and uh, it uh, did not go very well. Did not go very – I mean, Cooper Cup's first touchdown – I don't know if anyone was within twenty yards of him. It, it, it was at that point that I knew that I was in trouble.
3: I mean, anytime you can take like PPR God with a great offensive mind and uh, Matthew Stafford plus a generational talent Jamar Chase, and you know, do a two v two off of that with Dusty Emmanuel Sanders and Keenan Allen, who knew, who's like scored two career touchdowns.
2: I, <laughs> I got to be honest. I got to be honest. A lot of the times, I would feel the need to to berate myself, but I still feel like that two V two was pretty close. And I don't, I don't really feel that bad about it to like, Nate, just Nate, to be Nate. Nate we need to take.
4: Okay. Give me the exact two V two again, because I'm still confused. Like cup was, you took four receivers, which I think is the sharp way to build in cash. Like I got off of the four receiver build, but you didn't get like cup. I don't cup was very clearly one of the top two guys that you wanted in cash. I would say, of the cash wide receivers it was like amari C.D. and cup like those were the three well keenan like was
2: actually keenan was actually the best keenan keenan well, was the 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 best value uh projection like he was the one who was in uh he was in our optimal he was in the, the uh the blitz optimal like he was in i, yeah, I don't know i'm about
4: to- he ended up being the highest owned uh in cash games too but like yeah how did you not get So what was the exact two V two?
2: It was Emmanuel Sanders and Keenan Allen versus Cooper cup and Jamar chase was the, was the exact two V two.
4: Yeah. So I was on the other side of that. Um, exactly. Cause I had, and And I don't think, I I don't
2: think it was, and I don't think that the, the, that was bad. I mean, that was, so our, our optimal was actually, um, a little different than the, the cat, the chalk that everyone had. So our top optimal was Dak Naje. We actually had Eli Mitchell. Um, and then Amari Cooper, Cooper cup, Allen Robinson, Jared cook, Chris Carson, and the bears D is, is what, uh, what our optimal was. But I mean, we had Daryl Henderson was uh 0. 0.3 points was our second optimal Cooper cup was in 56% of our top ones. Um, Amari Cooper was in a hundred percent of them. I like I I don't know like this is not uh, this is not a spot where I'm like dude you're you really should have known before the games walk. like sometimes you just run into the forty burger you know like that's dude, really what no. I think
4: this is not one of those I've like built so many cash lineups this week and Cup was legit in every single one like I it obviously with wide receiver scoring like this you're gonna get games that of go off they could have easily been. Cooper that did it. It could have easily been another one this of these high-priced
2: like, guys. This is like the, this is like, it's, I feel like every time a wide receiver has 40 points and is 40% owned, one of us has to fade him, right? Because we had the, the Kirk game that all of us faded and the Fuller game that, if I, I think we all faded it, I mean maybe Sandy we did, played it. We but did,
3: but we I, did. I don't like. I don't like that you're bringing up old shit here, man. This this yeah. hurts my soul. I don't. I just, like this.
2: I just feel, I just feel like maybe I just in my heart knew he was going for forty, and I had to, I had to fade him for the show. <laughs> like I feel like maybe that was it.
4: Yeah, I, I don't know how you ended up off of him. Doesn't make a ton of sense.
2: Four
3: wide receivers and none of them was cup. Jesus well, Christ. I, it's, very,
2: it's very obvious. I I prioritized getting the third guy from the Chargers Cowboys game. So you could say you could say it was Cooper, you could say it was Lamb, you could say it was Keenan, but it was just getting a third guy from that game as opposed to a guy not from that game. What a
3: freaking did you guys watch that game? What a bust that game was. Like it felt like it should have had a lot of points. Like they were moving up and down. There wasn't a punt.
2: There wasn't a punt until the last drive of the third quarter, I believe.
3: Yeah, how did this game go under? It scored like thirty-seven points. Like they just dicked around and got a bunch of penalties in critical spots. Herbert and and Dak
2: took a bunch of sacks on second down in the red zone. Like it just was. It was just one of those games. All right. Well, let's let's start it. Let's start at quarterback. So, uh, you guys both played Herbert over Dak. Uh, I'm interested. I'm interested in why that was because I, I I had Dak originally before I swapped.
3: I, I know why Nate's gonna say it, and I'm probably gonna say the same thing. Is that Herbert? So first off, the hundred dollars was important to me in the lineup I ended up landing on. Um, I couldn't have fit Dak. Uh, I was maxed out. But secondly, uh, the you know the projections that I was working with uh, had Herbert like a point above, and it was all right. Like I felt like either of them were good. The game environment was going to be money. Um, you know, I, I didn't have like a strong feeling one way or the other. I was scared of fading Dak, um, but man, Dak fell on his face, bro. Like this was like this was a spot. I, I was I was not expecting Dak to fall on his face like this, at least numbers wise.
4: Yeah, I mean, I they were so close. I think anybody who like had a strong take on either one, it was a it was a coin flip either way. But I went Herbert because I think zeke slash pollard have some red zone equity where like herbert is the guy who all the offense is going to flow through i don't really worry about eckler in the red zone chargers don't have a lot of run, running and herbert has rushing equity that i don't think Dak right now in the red zone does if they get to the three yeah. yard line it's going to be three zeke runs where the chargers like everything that gets scored is going to go through herbert on the it also end. be
3: just one pollard run they could actually score a touchdown
4: yeah. So I went, I went uh Herbert just cause I think his touchdown upside is a little bit higher, but they were legit like the same play basically. But I just went Herbert because of, yeah, it was a coin flip though. I don't think anybody could have like, that wasn't what made or break broke you in cash. I,
2: I played, I played Dak because in my OG lineup, I had the two Cowboys wide receivers and that was as simple. It was just like, I was like, that was my, that was my tiebreaker. And I, and I had the, uh, the hundred bucks. So at running back, uh, Nate played three, like in the most obvious four wide receiver week in the history of draftkings.com. Nate, you, you chose to, you chose to play Damian <laughs> Harris over, uh, This is a wild.
3: Okay. Okay. This, yeah, this on, is wild. On. This is Nate, okay. Davis. Your, have you been, have you been accosted or in some way, like your body has been taken over?
4: Okay. Davis, first of all, pretending this is the most obvious, like Four wide receivers all week. I was like, I'm playing four wide receivers. I'm playing four wide receivers. I'm playing four wide receivers. And Davis going, you're a fish. You're a fish. Literally all week. And then this morning, Davis wakes up and's like, All right, I'm on. It's four we, wide receivers. We wake
3: up. We wake up to a text. Davis saying, All right, guys. Yeah. All right. It, it is a four wide receiver week.
4: So uh, I was I was on four wide receivers most of the week. Um, it was just I I mean I wanted cup. I wanted Keenan. I wanted Cooper. um, And then it was trying to figure out who that fourth wide receiver was. I think I had some builds with Waddle. I had some builds with Beasley.
2: And then Nate saw that Ramondre Stevenson wasn't active. Like we all saw that Trey Sermon wasn't active last week, and he overreacted to to Ramondre being inactive. I mean, it's okay, Nate. You can admit it. You're amongst friends, bud.
3: Nate, were you you tilting when James White ran in the seven-yard touchdown early
4: in the game? I
2: guarantee he was. I guarantee he was tilting his face off
3: heck yes
4: I, I mean it was that was the most I, that was why you play him because it's going to be that type of game um and he's gonna get all of that workload i did not expect James James white goal line usage that was just not in my model for today but yeah i mean i i think those that fourth wide receiver i never could find one that i thought that i felt decent about in cash um like waddle um waddle beasley waddle was waddle, my, waddle, waddle, waddle beasley was and pre- uh
2: sanders all like have
4: preferred well you went sanders
2: i know but waddle was the best i couldn't i couldn't make the salary work without playing the yeah. jets d and i did not want to play the jets d
4: i don't know i couldn't get comfortable with that fourth wide receiver i wanted to do it couldn't couldn't pull the trigger on it and then uh ended up on harris yeah, uh, but i also liked you, henderson a lot
2: why didn't you just play the team that everybody played with uh amari cd chase and Cuff? Because
3: right, Nate, Nate had to pay thirty five. He had to pay thirty
2: five hundred dollars the- for a defense, which is like Nate. I know you won this week, so it's hard for to really take off on dunks for you. But like at lock, I would have like snap, like laid, like minus one twenty for your team against mine. I think. <laughs>
3: Nemo no, but here. He plays Damian Harris and thirty five hundred for Cleveland. Defense. I don't know what's going on, man. But but. I mean, we can't hate too hard because you beat us. Again, feels bad. Yeah, again, it
4: wasn't about, like, paying up a defense and then getting on Damian Harris. It was – I couldn't find a fourth wide receiver I was comfortable about, got on Damian Harris, and then that's where the rest of my build left me uh, at defense. I'm not – like, so, defense is – So,
2: Nate Nate played three running backs. He played a running back and flex and a four wide receiver week. He paid $3,500 for defense. I mean, this is very – this is ext- – I mean, Nate, you got – no how many receptions did you get from your running backs you got you got uh damian harris had one reception chris carson had none and Najee harris had five i mean this is yeah this
3: is very so unlikely, brand dude. Yeah. yeah your yeah. brand is taking a hit kid it, it was a
4: like damian harris was a bad play I, I there's no other way to say it i like i got lucky with this damian harris thing i i should have gotten killed it was just running backs were terrible this week but like I mean
3: can I I ask Damien Harris
4: only got one target
3: yeah can I ask you a real question why I think it was like a $300 difference between Harris to get up to Daryl Henderson why did you not do that and make that a priority
4: I had them projected like relatively similar after the inactives came out like and I just went with what went with Harris because I thought the work Like not the workload was better, but the game, the game environment was better. I thought Patriots were just literally going to run the ball 35 times here. Like, and Harris was just going to have two, three touchdowns. Like I thought he was just going to smash and yeah, it was a bad play. I mean, the fact that white was out there as much as he was like, I got real lucky. I mean, literally white's usage was he he was
2: in a, he was in a 50% timeshare with James white straight up
4: worse. White had more snaps. White had 29 (laughs) snaps and ran 19 routes. (laughs) Damian Harris Harris ran 25 snaps and got eight routes. Like, the dude, I mean, I got so lucky with this play. It was a bad play. And I, like, the James White usage, I just was not expecting. And maybe I should have. But I just didn't think uh, the Jets sets up for James White.
2: I actually... I just want you to know I actually had this argument with Colin all week when we were working on projections. And in our first run, Damian Ayers was projected for 18 and a half DraftKings points and like 80% of the backfield touches. And I was like, no, we are fixing this. This is absolutely not it. And I gave James White way more than he'd ever had. And I was still low. I was still low. And I gave J.J. Taylor a bunch of touches, obviously, of which he's never had in the NFL. Like I, I felt like that. I, I liked Harris a lot for tournaments on DraftKings because I knew he was going to be relatively low and he could score twice. But, I mean, I think the fact that you chose to pay three thousand five hundred dollars for the Browns defense and you played Damien over Daryl Henderson does not speak well for you.
4: Yeah, I, your mic was cutting out a little bit. All I heard was Nate, you crushed us on DK this <laughs> week. One hundred and forty-four <laughs> points.
2: <laughs> um. Also, we gotta we gotta dunk we gotta dunk on on Sammy here who who plays Troutman at tight end. Um, literally, literally, has got a fish in the name. It, it's it's Troutman is in the name, bud.
4: Sammy, there's like four Nate, or Nate. five tight ends this week, and you play Trout. Like, I literally can't imagine
3: flipping Troutman. Nate, can you uh can can you look up Troutman's whopper for me real
2: fast? I mean, it's zero oh, it's- because he wasn't targeted.
3: That's right. That's right. Zero targets for Troutman. I mean, dude, he gets on twenty attempts last week. I was like, dude, we get a we get a couple targets from Troutman. It's fine. He was three K, right? I didn't have the thousand to move up like the the way I was constructing. I just didn't have the thousand to move up to the 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 awesomeness that was Tyler Higby.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I uh, I am pretty shocked that Higby did so poorly. Um, you know, considering his usage last week, I, I will say Nate played Fant and I, I think that's fine. I mean, Fant, obviously he scores the touchdown or whatever. I thought that was like a razor close 2v2. I, I think we had Higby for like .05 points more or something like just, you know, just a total. Uh, razor's edge. And I, I, lost every decision today. Just every did, decision. Do, I, I was they're on the wrong side.
3: Do you guys know how good this show would have been if I had flipped over Durham Smythe? Like, de- <laughs> like
2: I definitely <laughs> had at some point last night. <laughs> but did he catch a pass or something? Like why, like, why? I, Durham- I, I, I
4: have no idea who you like, Sammy, what are you looking at when it comes to playing tight ends? Like literally the guys that I was looking at all week was like Fant, Higby, Cook, Maybe a little bit of pits. I yeah. Troutman, I like wasn't even on the radar for me. He
3: had six targets last week, mate.
4: He's splitting tight end usage with Juwan jo- Like, no, he's not that, even
2: that that's that is not that is not a legitimate point. Juwan Johnson ran 10 routes last week. That's like saying yeah. that Jared Cook is splitting with Parham. It, it, it,
3: it's basically this. I realized that Higby and Fant were like the two chalky, really good tight ends. Uh, and I was just like, you know, I, I kind of have to put this in context because I really wanted to play Alvin Kamara. Um, and I yeah. paid 88 draft DraftKings points. Wow, oh, I cashed, man. Like that's a not disaster. But yeah, that's why I decided to punt it tight end.
2: Yeah. So Sammy, Sammy, plays, uh, Sammy plays Alvin Kamara and Najee Harris in the early games uh now obviously he has cups so he's not he's not sweating it and, and has Carson as well so Sammy you also played free running backs um your internet your internet is a disaster i, I assume yeah. your internet being a disaster is it's somehow complex, like led you it's related games. to
4: playing a split time tight end i
2: got i got the cash. i got the adam
3: troutman package with my internet
4: juan did does run more routes than part, troutman part, by the way. time <laughs> Juwan he might juan does run hard. more
2: he, he may have in this game. He did not last week. He ran 10, he ran 10 routes in week one, Nate. I mean, that's just right. true.
4: Yeah. Well, this week he definitely did this week. He ran more routes on less. Snaps. Well, he
2: was reward. He was rewarded. He was rewarded for, for playing well. Also, I mean, two, two new Orleans saints for Sammy when they get ran out of the building by, uh, by Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers. Um, They just just beat the
3: Packers 38 to three. I'm like this dude, Jameis Winston. I want some of that Jameis equity. Like what's, what's the problem? You know, Alvin Kamara. Oh, he's going to have the biggest workload at the side of CMC, like nut run out for him. And bro, it was all bad. Like I was watching that game and I was like, dude, this is not like, thank God I had Cooper cup because like the decisions were bad.
4: I yeah. didn't even so, consider a high price running back this week, I, like in cash. I,
2: I did on like Tuesday, but I, it just became it just became clear that it was not the optimal way to build. But it doesn't matter. Sammy fades Amari Cooper, no problem. Sammy fades Keenan Allen, no problem. Easy uh, game. Gets his. I've, I've made a career out. out of
3: fading Keenan Allen. By the way, like yeah, like.
2: That, that actually should have been my first clue that like playing Keenan Allen, it's literally never worked out for me. So I should have just played chase and Cup because keep playing Keenan Allen when Keenan Allen's chalk is just like never good. I, I absolutely detest it. Um, all right. So I guess I guess this is we, we can talk about. Uh, oh, Sammy, you played the Jets defense. They got three. I played the Eagles defense. They got one. Nate played the Browns defense. They got five um they, so we they, all did, just did your
3: defense have a big snowflake next to it,
2: <laughs> it they did
3: yeah <laughs> screw defense
4: let's talk more about running back because i i i don't think i considered ec- or like anybody above that mid-tier at all this week i mean it was it just it just like,
2: was not there wasn't a cheap wide receiver or tight end to make it work unless you played a yeah guy you projected for zero points
3: yeah so so and i'll say this i'll say this the reason why i decided to go commit over the spot, I would have done Henderson. Um, and Henderson was the other guy I was considering there is because I just wasn't confident in Henderson's receiving usage, whereas I'm really confident in Camara's. And, the, you know, I mean, Henderson an, ended up getting a decent amount of targets. I don't know if you guys have it in front of you, but he caught like three or four balls. He was used in the passing game in a way that he wasn't in week one. Um, I hate to take just one week's worth of data, but even going back to last year, you know, Cam Akers, was never thrown the ball. Um, and so it's been quite a while since the Rams have really used their running backs in any sort of like decent receiving role, basically since Prime Gurley. And I was just like, you know what? I saw a floor for Henderson that I just didn't feel amazing about. And Kamara just has this mega high floor, obviously in theory. Um, and and I just decided I'd feel a lot safer that way. And I was still able to get wide receivers that I like, So that was that was kind of the thinking. Maybe it's wrong, but yeah, I I was I was not fully believing in Henderson. He ended up doing really well even though he like left early hurt.
2: He got he got hurt and Sony came in and did well too. I mean, Henderson was setting up for 100 yard bonus. A, like he he would have been he would have been 25 DK points or whatever had he not gotten hurt.
4: Yeah, uh, I had a I had a ton of Henderson in GPP and his, his use or yeah, his workload, his usage before the injury was like one of the best on the slate. I mean, I think he had like 22 routes run. Uh, I mean, he's out there every single snap. And so it's the injury is a huge bummer. Cause he was like, I don't know why. I think it's just season long stuff got people off him, but his ownership this week was way low compared to what it should have been. So I'm a fish for I, considering Harris over him.
2: I played, I played a hundred percent Henderson in tournaments. Again, it didn't end up mattering. So this is where I was at at the end of the, the 1 p.m. games. Um, so I had Najee, who got 19, but whatever. I mean, he was the, the most owned guy. He, he did not matter. I had Emmanuel Sanders. He had 6.8 points. Uh, Sanders played 93% of the snaps last week, led the team and average depth of target. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows. Like he, I just needed him to get, like, 12. He did not get 12. Uh, so that, that's going to be bad. Then I had Higby, who had 1.8 one reception for eight yards and I had the Eagles defense who had one point I knew what was coming I knew everyone had the the Dallas and LA players so I knew I couldn't play any of them so I swapped to Brady from Herbert and Prescott that went well I swapped to Zeke over Carson I they literally played to like a draw Zeke got 17 Carson got 15 with two touchdowns not that I was tilting uh, the fact that he scored two touchdowns inside the five yard line thanks to Penalties and turnovers, it's fine. Uh, then I played Mike Evans. This was where I made the mistake. I mean, not a mistake. Like, I think the thought process was fine, but it just didn't work out. I played Antonio Brown, and I played DeAndre Hopkins. And Hopkins had 15 points at the end of the Cardinals' first drive and didn't catch another pass. I don't, He might not have even been targeted again. He, I mean, he's, no,
3: he's no Rondo Moore, mate. He's just no Rondo. Moore. R- I mean,
4: Rondale Moore's usage in this was insane.
2: He played, he played like 21 snaps and got like he's, eight.
3: He's, he's the Damian Harris of wide receivers. Basically. He just comes in and, and scores like eight fantasy points per snap. You know, this, this goddamn podcast is basically turning into just like Davis talking about his swaps because yeah, well, it really hopefully, is.
2: Hopefully I won't have to, hopefully one of these weeks, I'll actually play <laughs> the good plays and I won't have to. <laughs> It, uh, I so I I got I got like 30, 35% back, which just feels like an absolute miracle. I mean it, it truly feels like a miracle considering how dead I was at the end of the yeah, like getting, I thought,
3: getting to mean, Brady, it, getting to Brady over Dak and Herbert was obviously a big piece of equity because Brady had like 30 something, and I think Herbert got 19 and Dak had less. Let me ask you guys this: like Dak really isn't running a ton anymore uh since his since his injury um we didn't have a lot of data on that but it was to be expected I don't think he ran a lot in week one Herbert has a little rushing upside but not a ton were we not considering Brady enough as like a cash play we
2: we had we had Brady as uh as the highest projected quarterback uh, on the slate um he was in he was in more of our top optimals than Dak was but I uh I still play Dak out of, I think, pure stubbornness.
3: I just, I just think about that. Like if you're, cause Brady has like zero rushing equity, except like every once in a while he gets like a quarterback sneak touchdown. But I don't know if, if you're considering the other two guys and we're putting literally all of our eggs in one game basket um, that ended up busting, like we're, we're kind of jobbed. So I, I don't know, maybe we should have considered Brady more as like a standalone cash play.
4: Yeah, I didn't – I wasn't on Brady enough this week. I had a couple of his receivers, but, I mean, when he's going to throw like this, the efficiency of that team is just unreal right now. Obviously, these last two games are – I mean, the, the competition on this one wasn't much, but I I think we're going to have to look at Brady more uh, and just this Tampa Bay especially
2: Especially because they were on the one-yard line – Three separate times and they they did not hand it off to Fournette. They were just like, nope, let's do this. Like they, my, my, I mean, my Arians,
3: Evan, Mike Evans did route. Here we go. Gronk to the corner. Here we go. Yeah.
4: Arians is the type of coach to let a guy just have a generationally like run up his numbers for the season. Like I could totally see Arians just going, like, we're gonna get Brady as many touchdowns as he wants this year. Uh, even if it's on the one-yard line. So I know it's narrative street a little bit, but I I mean, Brady looks like he just, he's going to throw for five touchdowns here.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, again, I think my, I think my swap was fine. Uh, The all, everyone I swapped to was single digit owns and cash. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins was 3%. If Hopkins does what Lockett does or whatever, I'm fine. You know, I, I I briefly thought about Lockett um, and then ended up not doing it. Ridley actually, if I'm looking at this team I made, I actually probably should have played Ridley because it correlated better with uh, the Buccaneers players. Not, not that it really matters, but that was my that was my late swap. It scrounged me. It scrounged me back. I mean, if I would have stuck with those Cowboys players, I literally would have gotten zero dollars back. Like I, I would have gotten zero dollars back for my Cowboys lineup. So always be swap. It's actually amazing. Literally every lineup I had uh single entry every I swapped everything. Like all all of my all of my stuff was had to be swapped because of how bad the the one PM games were. It was really bad. I mean this was the worst Sunday I can remember since the um the Mark Andrews game, the ninety the ninety nine yard Mark Andrews game with the drop touchdown. I think that this is the worst it's been since then. It was really bad. i was very unhappy.
4: Davis you swap more often and like you are forced to swap in cash more often than anyone I know. Like, well, I, I understand people, that swapping people, is good in, like, in tournaments and other things like that, but you put yourself in position in cash games all the time where you're just, like, well, most throwing out the whole thing. Don't.
2: Most people just don't. That's the thing. It's, like, if I, think, if I think I'm five points behind where I need to be, I will just do it, and most people don't. Like, last week, um, last I don't even remember the exact swap I made, but, like, there, there could have, like, uh, another person who I'm in a chat with had the same team, and they didn't swap, right? It was...
4: Yeah, you had a 40-point uh, swap last week. You, you you had the nuts last week, wouldn't you swap? But, Nate, but what I'm Nate. saying
2: is most people don't swap in that spot. And I, I think that the sweep equity, especially because I play so much head-to-head, is so valuable that those those spots where even if you're five points behind, I think you should be swapping there. And I think that's why I, I'm swapping most... not mo- I, I don't know, probably 50% of the time I'm swapping... After the one PM game, and
3: and the other and the other fifty percent, like twenty minutes before the game start, you're you're texting us like, guys, I think I need to swap. Guys, I think I'm gonna swap. Like you are. I mean, and, and if, don't get me wrong. Like swapping is a a theoretically sound thing that unless most you are people nutted, don't take-
2: unless you are nutted out, you like need to be thinking about it. Like if you had cup today, obviously you don't need to be thinking about it. But even if you had a decent team going, you know, you you avoid like like let's say let's say. So on my team, let's say I play Waddle and I play Fant, um, but I have the Eagles defense with, with one point. And with Najee, some people probably just stay there. Like, Oh, yeah, you know, I got 10 from Waddle, got the touchdown from Fant, like I might be okay. And that's a spot where some people stay and I'm swapping 100% of the time in that spot, which I think you should be doing. I, because I think if you are, I think if you are behind, like playing these like sixty percent on plays, it's just it's terrible. It's just it just cannot be defended. IMO. All right, let's do let's do the let's do the tournament. Uh, the three hundred k red zone, fifty k to first single entry. This is the one that we are doing. And Sammy, I played Troutman, buddy. I did. I played Troutman on this team. Got the got the snowflake.
3: Um, hey, wait, wait, wait. You're dunking on me. You played Troutman in the single entry. What you doing?
2: Cause the, the logic, your logic was not that terrible. He just wasn't a cash play. Whatever. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what, uh, Nate, what did you, what did you do for your primary single entry team?
4: Uh, for my primary single entry team? Uh, I had a Tannehill stack. I, I went uh, Tannehill, Tannehill with Brown and, um, Uh, I brought it back or it was a Tannehill double stack with Brown and Julio. And then I brought it back with Lockett. Um, my running backs, I went Deontay Harris uh, and Williams from, from, uh, Denver. I think he was my favorite like tournament running back of the week. Javante Williams. I think he's like at at four, four, I'm so bummed every time Melvin Gordon touches the ball. Williams is the most talented running back in Denver by, by far. far. And every by time far. he touches the ball, he make he creates like three or four extra yards and then they just give it to Melvin Gordon 25 times. And it's, it's the most tilting thing in the world. Javante should have had like a huge game here going up against this terrible defense in Jacksonville. But I, I mean, I was really happy in the early slate when I flipped with Steelers, D uh, Javante Williams, Damon Harris. And I only had like, they were both 12% owned from the running back standpoint. I made a full, Najah Harris fade in uh in all tournaments. Like I just excluded him from my every single one of my GPP builds. Um, and pretty much went like totally contrarian at running back so that I could pay up at these uh the later games and get the guys that I wanted. So and then wide receiver, I went Lockett, Brown, Godwin, Julio, and then had tight end is uh, Jared Cook, who had a t- touchdown called back that was so tilting.
3: Yeah, well, Nate, I mean, the, the real tilt for you was not Jared Cook, but it was just smashing in Titans and completely not playing Derrick Henry, who was the key to the entire slate. I mean, Jesus, each Christ, like the big dog just came to eat and they were down the entire game. Like it's just unbelievable. I had 0% Henry in tournaments and, you know, just like feels so, 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 so bad.
2: Yeah. Well, what, uh, what was your, what was your single entry team, Sammy?
3: So one of the one of the things that I really wanted to do in tournaments was to in, it really like do a direct pivot against Najee and CeeDee Lamb. And basically at the same price points, uh, it's both pivots and leverage play Deontay Johnson and Zeke. Um, and so that's what I did in this lineup. I stacked Herbert and Keenan Allen and uh, brought it back with Zeke. And then I played Mike Evans, Jamar Chase. Uh, I actually had Jared Cook on this team too. Eagles defense with the snowflake. Um, But yeah, like that was, I I wanted to create a somewhat chalky lineup, but just create leverage in the way of having, you know, Deontay Johnson in a spot where, you know, Deontay is just a true alpha. And of course he had nine for 105, got the bonus, you know, he just did Deontay things, you know, smashed uh, C.D. Lamb and, uh you know, Zeke had an okay game, but I think we're, I I thought that the Dallas passing game was just going to be so chalky that pivoting onto their run game was going to be great though. and, And Zeke did fine. But I think the one thing to recognize is, and we've known this for a while, but Tony Pollard is irrepressible. Tony Pollard is clearly better than Ezekiel Elliott. And they are not giving Zeke like that massive, massive workload, like they used to, like they're they're giving Pollard the work through the air. They're giving him some gimmick stuff. They're giving him some rushes, and that turns Geek, Zeke from like a really, really great player to like an okay player. Like he's fine, but you know, certainly, uh, yeah, certainly he's like was... he's
2: like he's like Chris Carson.
3: That's right. <laughs> That's right. So that was that was basically the theory behind uh, behind that lineup.
2: Yeah. So my my OG team uh, obviously was. Try it was a, a Dak double with Mike Williams. I thought Mike Williams would be like a little bit less owned. Uh, what it turned into was a Russell Wilson with Metcalf and Julio Jones. So basically, uh, did I it was Russell Wilson, Ezekiel Elliott, Damian Harris, DK Metcalf, Julio Jones, KJ Hamler, Adam Troutman, Austin Eckler, Cardinals defense. And I, I only played the Cardinals defense because, um, I played the Cardinals defense because I wanted more swaptions, right? Because that was that was like the theme of the week coming in, right? All the all the touts were talking about the swaptions with the late games and everything, and it ended up uh, coming to coming home to roost. Uh, this this Lockett thing is Lockett just going to score a seventy-yard touchdown every single week? Well, no, pass- no, Lockett's, like- Lockett's
3: going to do this right up until the time he's chalky, and then he's going two for sixteen. We have seen this story before.
4: Yeah, you cannot play Lockett at above. Double digit ownership. Like you just can't. You you have to fade him once he gets there. But when he's five percent owned like this, Lockett was my most owned wide receiver of of tournaments. Uh Godwin was right there with him. But Lockett at this rate is like I when you can get these these Russ Lockett double stacks with or with under five percent, they're they're all single digit. Nobody well, wants that's, this that's really right
2: that's really that's really the question is do you single stack Russ with the bring back or do you try to press for the double stack, right? Cause Swain scored what a 70 yard touchdown in this game as well. So I, yeah. obviously if that is, um, if that's Metcalf, you're feeling, you're feeling pretty good about it. But, uh, I
4: think the, the, the double stack works. If you have a che- one of those cheaper options, I don't think I would ever like suggest double stacking both Metcalf and Lockett, but there are other ways to get exposure to Seattle. I mean, they do like Everett or, uh, I think I had some Disley, obviously he didn't do anything today, but Um, I think that there's double stack options in Seattle, um, but I mean, I I typically double stack every time with a bringback versus a single stack, no matter who it's just trying to find a cheap plan.
2: So I do the same thing. I actually think single stacking Russ feels like the way to go. Like it just feels like one of those dudes gets 30 every game. And it's very, it's, I mean, do we even have a track record of them both doing it? Like, I think, there was one game. No, I I think there was one game where Lockett had two touchdowns and Metcalf also had two last year. I, maybe the yeah, but games, it's but does it's so right? almost
3: always one or the other. It is it really is but like
4: here's okay this uh, this is going to get like in the weeds a bit, but I structural building when it comes to tournaments is just much more predictive than these individualized takes that we have on teams and the volatility of those players. Like I agree. Russ. I think the idea of like, oh, you can't double stack Russ, even though we have data that shows that like double stacking is the optimal way to build tournament lineups time and time and time again, it's like the idea of why zero RB like structural drafting versus trying to come up with these anomalies and evaluating each individual player in these team. Like, I, I I think the idea of like, you can double stack some people, you can't double stack others or, oh, Lamar, you can't, because he's a running like, I think it's much better to have a structural based building approach than it is to try to come up with these individualized, like high volatility, low volatility, all of that stuff ends up being noise most of the time when you look at like individual player volatility, it almost always averages out to zero people used to say last year Lockett is too volatile. This year he's going to be. Almost in individual player volatility basically doesn't exist. See,
3: I see, I don't get this, Nate, because this is an extremely sharp take. It's very nuanced and it's correct. And yet you're the same person that played Damian Harrison Cash. Like this does not line up for me. I don't I don't understand how this is.
4: The, the David Harris thing was bad. It was like an 11, 15, like 45 minutes before lock. I, I saw the tweet of like Ramonders, and I was like, Oh, they're gonna run the ball. Oh, he's he's not in the doghouse, he's gonna have 25 carries. 400 dollars cheaper than Henderson. Lock it in. It was bad. It sketch. was bad.
3: Very sketch, bro.
4: It was real bad.
2: All right. We gotta we gotta talk about D. Henry. Six targets. No, we bro. don't. No, we don't. If they're going to dump Derrick Henry the ball off in these games, he is a different category of player for our No, 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 no,
3: no. We've we've seen this story before, Davis. They are going to No, stop we have. not the ball to Henry. Yes, we have.
2: We have we have never we have We've died. never seen I, I this. Would,
3: this is his career high in targets.
2: I yeah, I was going to say I guarantee yeah, but, six targets is the most he's ever got.
3: But he's had he's had receiving spikes where he got like four or five and we're like, "Oh, if Derrick Henry starts." I mean, here's here's the whole thing, man.
2: But but he this, had four targets. La- he had four targets last week though. Did he really? Yeah. No. So if you look at his, if you look at his career high in targets, one uh, is he, he's got more than three targets four times and two of them were to start this season with a new offensive coordinator.
3: I mean bro, I mean it's just so it's just so tilting. Like you spend all week constructing your lineups, your double stacks, your bring backs, your pivots, like all this stuff. And then Derrick Henry just comes in and smashes on your face and the whole thing is ass. Like if you didn't have Derrick Henry in tournaments, you didn't make any money. Um, and, and I didn't have any. And it's just like, man, so, so infuriating. So infuriating. Like I don't know why we ever fade the big dog.
4: Yeah. So
2: it's
4: I, hard to say. I like, I, I get so excited every time I look at the Tennessee passing offense. Like when I think of what Tannehill with his, historical efficiency with julio with aj brown like i want to double stack them every single week and then henry comes in or julio does what he does or aj brown falls apart like you did today I, like tennessee is going to be the thing that i do every single week and it's going to be tilting because i'm never going to get it right
3: Dude, it was it was fourth down and one do or die and they're just like yeah we'll give it to henry and he'll score and he did like uh, obviously obviously it's just Un- unbelievable they I
2: play they play they play the Colts next week what are you what are you gonna do what are you gonna do with Henry I mean he just got 41 touches in this game
4: I'm gonna
2: fade him again and go broke bro.
4: dude this is what I do I'm not gonna play him and I'm gonna tilt it
2: yeah I, I don't know and 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 um I think that we are in the midst of Kyler having the 2019 uh Lamar season like it it seems like he is just gonna be the The addition of Rondale is so big, and honestly, we make fun, but AJ Green is better than like Keyshawn Johnson and Demir Bird, you know, just those total stiffs that they've been playing at outside wide receiver, or or even honestly, Larry Fitzgerald. Like AJ Green is like slightly better than Larry Fitzgerald was, and and Max Williams has like eighty five receiving yards, and I mean, none of that stuff matters if Kyler is just taking it to the next level. Like he's, he he's, just, just, he's unbelievable.
3: just so he's just so good guys don't care but in my most important seasonal league i had kyler cup and lockett and i'm gonna lose because (laughs) i mean you should try to you should try to play good yeah derrick henry derrick henry not it like he just he just ruined my whole day this freaking guy man like unbelievable like i won money today and i'm still just so insanely tilted because derrick henry just like galloped on my face like i don't
4: Man. Arizona is going to be fun all year. Chase Edmonds also, I think, adds a huge, like, layer to that versus these just terrible running backs they've run out there for the last couple of years. I think him back there with Kyler, he basically functions as a wide receiver off to his side. So, like, him, Rondale, plus Hopkins, Arizona's going to smash all year. And Kyler – A.J.
3: Green scored, like, a pretty sick touchdown today where he, like, stiff-armed a dude and leaped into the end zone. And I think – I think Davis is right. Like AJ green himself is not like any sort of good fantasy option, but just way better than the stuff they've been trotting out in the past. And that like, just really raises, raises Kyler's
2: floor. In a I, big I, way. I have a, I have a confession. One of my single entry teams, I set up as a Kyler team and I played AJ green over Rondell Moore.
3: <laughs> now we're talking about Nate's <laughs> brand going downhill, bro. Yeah. You, what do
2: you Did you play Dustin all lineup too? Well, so I I was arguing with Colin all week. I I thought our projection on Rondell Moore was too low, right? I was like, no, he just he's gonna he's gonna go nuclear because he's the guy. And they were like, you know, AJ Green played eighty six percent of the snaps last week. He had a nineteen percent target share. And I was like, you know what? For once, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll with the old guy. And of course, you know, I just I just immediately get punished. So it's a tilting.
4: I mean, the the hard thing about Rondell is like again, it's the gadget usage stuff. I mean, he had. I think he had like 24 routes, run eight targets on that. And his eight out was like three and a half. I mean, he's ultimately like running, running back routes. So it's, that is going to be hard to like, his price is not what it was and it's going to keep going up. What was he 4k this week? He's going to be five, five next week. It's going to be like, if he's at the same price as like a Jamar, I'm I'm playing Jamar every time.
3: Like and his touchdown was wide open, bro. Like they just like, didn't cover him, you know, like you can't count yeah. on that happening.
4: So so what, do, I, they
2: have, do they have salaries up for next week?
4: No, I'm guessing because of what Rondale did that no, his price don't. is going to shoot.
2: Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, just, uh, yeah. I just feel, I feel, I feel so robbed that DeAndre Hopkins only got 15 drafting points when just like three more catches from him would have done the business for me. Feels yeah,
3: if, uh, if he had just done what Tyree Kill did last week and you just swapped to him and got yeah, a 40 burger, everything would have
2: been fine. Fine, you know, no big deal. Why can't I just swap to the nuts every time? You know,
3: <laughs> I mean, if you swap every week, Davis, uh, eventually you will hit the nuts a couple times.
2: So, I, I actually, uh, I, I actually think the Rams are uh, kind of interesting to talk about outside of, um, you know, obviously the the results of what happened. But Woods was Woods was targeted far more and ran more way ran way more routes in this game. Than he did in week one. Do we like? What do we? What do we make of that? Like, is is there going to be like a buy the dip spot on Robert Woods? Because I imagine I, I, Cup is just going to be insane yeah. chalk over the next couple of slides.
3: I certainly think there could be so a little gadget floor equity. Two rushes for six yards today. We always like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. It's one. They, of, it's
3: one of those things where historically they've been really like they projected out in like seasonal. They projected out really similarly obviously we saw woods kind of leave the field a little more than expected last week, but I didn't see the snap counts today, but if they're back up, I think that's, that's like a clear spot to, to kind of buy.
4: Yeah, it was. I mean, he ran, I think 31, they basically ran out of three wide receiver set almost every time where it was like, it was Cup, Van Jeffers and, uh, and woods. I mean, I think he ran almost the same amount of routes as cup. It was just cups usage was, was so nuts. That
2: they- the chiefs the chiefs and the chargers play next week uh in in arrowheads i imagine the total for that game uh, i mean there's probably a line right now but i would i would like the the interesting thing about that is the the chiefs will never get that ownership in cash that the cowboys do because they're all like a little bit expensive do you guys like are we going to are we going to play Kelsey next week is like that is that going to be what happens like are we going to are we going to be tilting the Kelsey like five for sixty five game like is that gonna is that a preview of next week's show?
3: Uh, certainly could be. I mean, it really obviously it depends on like what the salaries are and constructions are. Um, just but I I do think the Chiefs tend not to be as owned in cash as they always should be. Like they just always smash. You know their their target usage is always really concentrated. Like it's always kill Hill Kelsey or both. Um, and it, it, going back to the Rams really interesting they they only had five tickets today and threw it 30 times so obviously one game doesn't make a trend but if that's something that holds true that that they get a little chiefs like and start just like really utilizing like their core group of guys and not like a ton else um i I think i think that's something we can take advantage of
4: yeah i mean i i think for you you can only really play woods over cup in tournaments, like in cash games, woods or cups usage right now is so not, I mean, his target share is like 40% after two weeks. Here's he's he's like, he's like Michael Thomas.
2: Here's a good one for you guys next week. That was, that was too, that was too much here. Here's a good one. Here's a good one for you guys next week. Daniel Jones and the giants play at home to the atlanta falcons daniel jones has like 25 fantasy points in back-to-back games
3: yeah Dan- daniel jones is like lamar jackson only he can throw a little
2: <laughs> bit <laughs> lamar as lamar just threw an interception as we are his, as we're his, recording his,
3: his second interception already
2: yeah it's uh he's having a little bit
3: poor poor lamar
4: Dude, sterling sterling shepherd could be interesting i mean versus yeah. atlanta. like sterling gets usage and nobody wants to play anybody from new york so understandable but yeah cup is going to be if cup is under 7k he's going to be 50 on in cash games next week
2: the the rams play the rams play the buccaneers who have uh given up a bunch of passing stats the last couple of weeks i mean
4: because you can't run on them at all and it's going to be sony michelle if henderson's out again
2: what if what if quarter patterson is priced at forty six hundred dollars for running back like what if what are we playing are we like what what would CPAD have to be priced at for us to consider playing him well, uh, he's I, I on DK like,
4: as a wide receiver, right? So you Yeah, I think uh, I, I think the
2: bar
3: I think the bar is lower for you than it is for us, Davis.
4: You yeah. lost it would
2: just it would just be amazing. I mean, clearly, like the, the Mike Davis experiment lasted one week. How many how many touches did Mike Davis get today?
3: I feel like I, it was less than Cordell Patterson, though
2: I stopped counting. Uh Mike Davis oh, got it was nine low. rushes. Mike Mike Davis got nine rushes, CPAC got seven. Uh, Mike Davis was targeted seven. Wow, well, seven times, and CPat was targeted six. So he just barely out touched Patterson, but obviously uh, looked way worse. I mean, CPat CPat scored twice, and honestly, should have been three times because he I he did not really step out on that one where he stepped out, but they whistled the play dead.
3: So yeah, he also he also oh, had seven man. rushes for eleven yards. Like, let's not uh, let's no, not go nuts, Davis. Yeah,
4: I'm not I'm not I'm not wasting a spot on him. Yeah, but yeah. you can do it in tournaments.
2: Uh, did we, did we, did we learn, I mean, did we learn anything else from, from this late? Maybe, maybe, oh, Corlin Sutton is back. How about that? Oh, oh yes. Sutton, Sutton's Corlin usage,
4: Sutton. but he's hurt. I think he, he got, got hurt this he game. He got
2: hurt?
3: I
4: thought That's, so. I
2: mean, he had. I saw he had 258 air yards, which was the most of anyone this week.
3: I think on the flip side of that game, Marvin Jones. I mean, you know, you guys played him in Week One, and then his price went up, and everyone was like, "No, I'm good." He had eleven more targets. Yeah, like he is. He is kind of clearly making himself the the top guy in that offense, and certainly if,
2: dude. You know, I mean, I I got it. I mean, I just got to call a spade a spade. Chenault had an absolutely Chenault, miserable game. He he was, dude. I think he was Chenault's done. Game. I well, I think clearly not true. But he okay.
4: If you cannot produce. If you cannot be one of the main, like the share of an offense, when you have James Robinson, Carlos Hyde, the the corpse of Marvin Jones, who are these people that he can't beat out for touches? And like,
2: I mean, he was fine last week. He got, he got, he had like 11 targets last week. What
3: what round was LaVisca Chenault drafted in the NFL draft? Was it like fourth or fifth? Second. Really? Yeah. Damn.
4: is it, uh, like if, if you can't produce in this offense like right now when there's literally nobody else there to steal work from you it's
2: i don't yeah, know 40 optional, 40 fully. 40 40 second overall i mean being being optional entirely seems bad but i don't know if i would play him next week the jaguars oh the jaguars play arizona next week so i might i might recant on that statement um
4: well he's like the third wide receiver in like one of the worst offenses in the in the league uh, so. we're,
3: we're we're double sacking arizona baby let's go
2: yeah, I, I I think that uh, Air, I mean Arizona's defense, it just feels like they're primed to give up lots of passing yards because of how the offense plays. And uh, Lawrence Lawrence, I think is gonna he didn't in this game, but I do think Trevor Lawrence is gonna give us some Bortles energy in some of these games. Like I think there's gonna be lots of like 220 yard and two touchdowns second halves. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, Jacoby uh, Tua got hurt, right? So Jacoby yeah. came in, threw it 40 times uh Devonte Parker and Waddle led with 9 and 8 targets. Um I don't even think we talked about it. did either of you guys you guys didn't play Waddle in cash, right?
2: No, but uh, I I pretty heavily considered it. I I thought he would have been a pretty good play.
3: Yeah, we but didn't we didn't I get can't. to it. He was he was the third guy that I played. He was my third re- receiver Waddle. I didn't feel amazing about it, but um as it
4: turns did out you,
2: like
4: uh what about the Bills wide receivers Davis? Do you think that, I mean, I, I know a lot of people played Beasley or Sanders and cash. You played Sanders. Do you think that that's like playable moving forward? Or did this week change that for you at all?
2: I mean, Josh Allen just looks like shit, right? Like if we, j- I mean, I know they, I know that they uh, smoked the dolphins today. What they scored. Yeah. But I mean, he threw, he averaged 5.4 yards per attempt. Yeah. Stephon Diggs only had four for 60, two for 48 for Sanders two for 36 for Cole Beasley. You could say maybe the numbers would have gotten a little bit better had it been a more competitive game, but Josh Allen looks like he's in like some corner. It's kind of like space jam monster thing where, where all of his abilities just like seem to have left his body. He just really does not look good to me. Like, well, you I, guys,
3: like, you, you guys know that Herms Meyer has been kind of ringing the bell for regression for Josh Allen this season. He also rings the bell for regression for Bitcoin. So we can't like take his word as gold by any stretch, but. Um, but yeah, Allen has had two pretty poor games in a row now. Yeah. Yeah. This I mean,
4: one I, I don't think was as last week was versus the Steelers this week. They got up early and I don't think they really needed much. Like, I mean, I mean, what was it? Five minutes into the game and they were up and they, 14 they, points play, of they,
2: they play the Washington football team next week. So I don't think I will be interested in playing any of their players to be honest like that just seems like kind of like a gross game. I don't know. I, I I am like more for like seasonal stuff. I'm like like Diggs was going in the first round, um, which seems concerning
4: because the, yeah, the I have tar- a lot of in seasonal. The,
2: the target volume is not even particularly been there. Like and, how many, and how many targets did Diggs get last week? Like I it's oh, been under double right, digits. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. No, he he had the same amount of targets as Beasley last week. They both had 13.
4: But that's what I'm saying. That's not what we wanted from, from like this Buffalo offense. We expected this Buffalo offense to lead the league and pass pass rate over expected again. Well, we Um, expected
2: them to have the volume and to be efficient on that volume, like, like 380 yard passing games and stuff. And that, that does not look like what they're set up for at the moment.
4: Yeah. Well, Diggs is still, I mean, he's like seventh in the league. In expected receiving okay he's still getting the workload it's just not panning out i mean he's still got a 25 percent target share with a uh with a really nice like his eight out is still double digits so digs will be fine uh brandon cooks Houston, targets,
2: we, is, no one else on the team had more than two
4: like are we going to be having to play brandon cooks because of this volume he's going to see at low ownership
0: uh, yeah.
3: I don't want I mean, I to say yes, but at some point you need to consider it, I suppose. Like it feels really bad like playing any Houston Texans player. But yeah. I mean, he
4: literally got like a target on 50% of his routes. Like that's nuts. I mean, he he was he's the only guy. Yeah. Wait, what, I, else? I mean,
2: what, what else do they have? I don't think I can do it though. Like I, I remember I brought up Mark Ingram. What how did they how did they distribute the rushing touches this week? Well, I know this I know week Tyrod was having a good game until he got he got hurt.
4: This week it was Ingram with fourteen, Lindsey with five, and then Johnson had six carries. Yeah, you don't so, you don't I, want any of that. And uh, yeah. if
3: you if you spent a bunch of money, your fab money and seasonal on Mark Ingram last week, I don't I don't know what. To tell no, you. but
4: Cooks could Cooks could be interesting. I mean, uh, Nico their their rookie wide receiver or whatever, Nico Collins is got injured, and then I think they're. I think the corpse of Danny Amendola still running around. He got injured. So it's like they literally have cooks and like no one else. So if he's the only wide receiver next
3: next week, he might be worth a look. Uh, should we should we talk about how bad the Steelers are or should we just leave it at that? I
4: thought they were the best team in the league.
3: I mean, yeah. losing losing to, to the, so did I. To, losing was losing was to Derek the
4: Carr and Kenyon like, Drake. I mean – you can't possibly have any faith in this team
2: dude like like just they are they are god awful no i actually do i
3: i actually do have like zero faith in this team and the fact that the raiders have beaten the ravens and now the steelers in back-to-back weeks is just like what's what's going on here like it's really it's really not good but you know i really I, i think deontay got hurt on the very last play of the game too like did. trash time 20 seconds left like he catches a pass to get the bonus it's all lit like you know I'm ready to come on here and dunk because he's on my single entry team then I think you would. hurt. so if that's the case I mean it's it, it's really it's really bad for Pittsburgh like this was obviously Najee was kind of like the chalk and, and and he played every snap got all this usage but dude I mean, this, this team, this offense is really, really, really bad.
4: And, yeah, the, uh, Najee, yeah.
2: The, Najee I, drafters, the Najee drafters got, like, 2019 Josh Jacobs.
4: Yeah, Najee is unplayable in tournaments. I, I, like, his, his upside is so low being on this offense, and his ownership is going to be so high because in cash games, he's such great play because he's getting all this volume. But, like, Najee was, like, the easiest fate of the week in tournaments. Yeah, seems bad. Uh yeah. Jeez. Ben looks so bad. I watched like a couple minutes of this game and there was a couple throws that he made that it was just like, this is sad. Like get someone else in there. I mean for Clay. I
3: have a confession to make. The Pittsburgh Steelers are at home next week against the Bengals. And I may I may throw one last Hail Mary stack. I may make that my single entry team. And if it doesn't happen for me, you know, at the end of the day, uh we're we're gonna be off it. But I think I gotta give it one more go. Chase Claypool time.
2: So the 49ers, I'm not even gonna acknowledge that, Sammy. I'm moving right on. So the 49ers play uh, home to the Packers next week, and I guess we'll learn more about the Packers on Monday night. But Jamichael Hasty got hurt. Trey Sermon lost a fumble on his very first NFL carry, uh, and and Trenton Cannon was active. Got got one carry for minus one yard. I mean Elijah Mitchell was certainly not great, right? 17 carries for 42 yards. Hasty got the five targets. Mitchell was only targeted twice. I I think that Mitchell might just kind of be like a last man standing type thing in their backfield next week. Like if Hasty's hurt, what are they going to do? They going to play Trent Cannon? Is that going to happen?
3: I mean, here's here's the other thing. We all were like, dude, the Niners are so well coached, they're going to be so good. You look at that team, it's like, what if they're not good at all?
2: Well, they just got to they got to go to Lance, bro. Yeah, dude, I,
4: I, I don't know what to do with the Niners. The only thing I know what to do with is their receiving, the receiving volume. And all I want, uh, is
2: Debo. Debo got is hurt, Debo.
4: Though.
2: He got hurt.
3: Did he? Did he? Yeah.
2: Did I miss oh, that? No. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's serious, but I know that I know that he was injured and off with the trainers at 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 one time. I will, I will do a quick Twitter search. Just to oh, see. I was gonna
4: say I didn't see that i mean no, i saw he, that he, he finished sure, the game with for, like four times more work than anybody else on the team
2: uh they say they say it was just cramps so but i i think he was i think he he um did not play like i think he came out of the game for for a significant portion but yeah i mean and and the the iuk thing is so bizarre i mean he was targeted twice in this game like what are what are we doing given, given, uh, you know, Trent Sherfield more targets than Brandon Ayuk? Like what's going on here? It's so weird.
3: I don't know what, I don't know what he did, bro. He did something like he, he didn't get the VAX or something. Like he is complete doghouse and he was really good last season. Like it yes. wasn't like, you know, like when, when Debo was out, like he was kind of a bona fide number one ride receiver for a couple of weeks. And he, you know, he's a rookie, he was drafted high. I don't know what's going on there, man, but it's something.
4: Yeah, it's one thing to like be pissed at like Trey Sermon or whatever. You got a rookie who did something stupid in camp. It's another thing to be like to do this to a receiver who literally has a year of like NFL high level production, high level draft and everything else. Like they're just, I, I don't understand at all what San Francisco's doing. And I don't think Shanahan's as sharp as we all think.
3: So yeah. what right. what are the what are the odds that Davis leaves himself swaptions
2: next week for Rams Buccaneers players? I mean, 100%. Like, I will – I don't even know. Like, we don't even have prices yet, but I'm leaving swaptions, dude.
3: You got the Seahawks receivers?
2: The swaptions have been – the swaptions have been very kind to me, dude. Davis, just build a strong
4: cash lineup. Build a strong cash lineup, and then you won't have to, like – throw out these massive swings where you're taking yeah, I just a got,
2: hey, look, dude, volatility just play, swing of look, 60 you gotta, points you gotta just play a 3500 dollars defense and Damian harris on DraftKings, and as long as you do that yeah.
4: you're just you're good to go i just i just checked and the, the drafting wait, balance on. says wait, that wait, that's wait, the way wait, to operate wait,
2: wait, wait. wait i gotta go look at i gotta go look at sammy's okay now sammy had cup so never mind but imagine if Sammy didn't have Cup and he had Alvin Kamara, Troutman in the Jets defense, staring at him. I mean,
3: <laughs> yeah, but I that's did, but I did have Cup because I'm not like a stone fish. Like that's, that's just how Whoa. it works, man.
4: Davis, God, let's yeah. just be clear about something. You took four shots at wide receiver and you didn't get the top, like the number one or number two guy of the week.
2: He wasn't though. I just, yes, I just, he was. I, I, I He wasn't, I had him projected for like the same amount of points as CD. As who? And I had, I had, I had, I had had Amari and Keenan projected for more. I bet you did too.
4: No, I had, I I had Amari and Cooper were like right there. And then Keenan was Keenan was number three. And then uh, uh, CD was like number
2: four. I mean, what are you doing? Given like Cedric Wilson an 18% target share.
4: Davis, I mean, the, you the faded only reason, Cooper the Cup at six thousand dollars, and he sees a forty percent target share on the season.
3: Like, he
2: was, he was yeah, like less than, he's like a thousand dollars less. He's a thousand
3: dollars cheaper than, than all these and, other guys, than Cooper and Keenan Allen. Like, yeah. how's, I'm he, not
2: saying, how's he not better than I'm not Keenan saying, Allen? Yes, I'm not saying he wasn't a good play. I'm just saying that I I think my side of the two v two is completely reasonable.
3: I feel like if there um, was six wide receiver slots, Davis still would have not got to Cooper Cup.
2: No, my my two v two was Sanders and Keenan versus Chase and Cup, and the Chase yeah, and Cup and you, side. And won. you
4: took the wrong side. You took the wrong side before lock. Yeah,
2: but you, I will I will take the wrong side again, and that'll just happen because that's just the, <laughs> that just happens.
3: Like sometimes. That's, you, sometimes that's why, you, why the people love this show, Davis. Because you,
4: I will take, take the, the wrong side, side again. again.
3: <laughs>
2: Well, sometimes you get the right side and sometimes you get the wrong side. You can't you can't know these things before the, the, the games kick off, bro.
4: Well it's actually easy. you can when two of the guys are underpriced for the role and Jamar Chase is like clearly under I mean Yeah, but Sanders, both, both Sanders Chase was and Cup are clearly for his underpriced role too. Sanders was Except he's the 35 the year old like
3: Davis. Davis was Sanders bad. wasn't was bad. a bad play, but like bad. he was clearly the worst of these four
2: options. That's yes. so that is a fair point. That it's like um it's like what uh it, it was like the 2v2 last week with um what what it was it was Mike Davis and it was Mike Davis and T Higgins, right? Or some oh well, I don't remember what it was, but yeah, there was there was one guy who was clearly the worst, and I did the opposite thing on that is I took I I took the two middling options and avoided the clear guy who was the worst of the four eligible players and i get you know sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't like i it's i am 50 well last week i feel like i made the wrong choice with the 2v2 before lock in in playing mike davis and this week i feel like my decision was fine
0: no, like else, that, taken. That, <laughs> no else taken on the no game else pass. taken this is no, no else taken
2: I, i'm not i'm not taking it like clearly my team was mad, right but i'm like I will say when I make a bad play, everyone knows I will be the first one to be like, I'm an idiot. I played X, Y, and Z at this egregious price. I mean, I certainly I'm never playing Emmanuel Sanders again. I learned my lesson, learned my lesson there. Uh, but I I don't I don't feel that bad about it, other than um, having to hit that deposit button on DraftKings. Haven't had to hit that button in a while, but we got we got wiped out today. It's, yeah, it's when you when point. you can
4: fade. When you can fade a rookie and the clear alpha of the league in Cooper Cup at forty percent target share for a thirty-five-year-old third wide receiver on the Bills, you got to do it. You just got to do
3: it. Not only, not only did Nate uh, take some L's, even though he had a good week, he's given some L's out too. I, I like this. I like this new Nate. This is great. The Damian cannot, Harris thing was I cannot, so bad. I, cannot, I can't I cannot believe, believe I got away with that.
2: I cannot believe the combination of Damian Harris and a $3,500 defense that got five points. Like against a quarterback that never turns the ball over, like Tyrod leads NFL history in the lowest interception percentage ever. And Nate's like, dude, fire it up. You gotta get the Browns beat in
0: there. <laughs> I love you guys. You guys the defensive amazing.
4: line matchup, dude. It
2: was all about the defensive yeah, line it's matchup. All about, it's all about Alright, we're getting out of here. Everyone, thank you for listening. We'll, of course, be back next week.